told you what was gonna happen with more things. It's about the artist, baby. Threw the projects out of here. No, I'm just playing. Um, what's up, everybody? My name is GM. Uh, I got a co-host this time around. Uh, you want to tell them who you are? What up, everybody? It's me, Denzel, again. There you go. One more time. Um, he's gonna. It's funny, Den. Uh, every time that I, I introduce you, like I feel like you're you're finding your intro. Yeah, I still really don't know it yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's getting there, but um, but that's uh, everybody. That's Denzel. Um, and. Uh, and we got a, uh, a guest. Um, we're going to have the guest go ahead and introduce themselves. Guest, if you can go ahead and tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Mike Grill Made It. So I'm originally from Hampton Bays, New York. Uh, I studied at St. John's University, and then I moved over to Vancouver a couple years ago. So you may know me as a digital marketing madman or uh, also the artist behind the Burning Bush Collection. And my style just combines classic, you know, Renaissance or biblical artworks, and I infuse them with some pop culture references, you know, the classic money, cars, clothes, and uh, a little bit of roll up, maybe a little bit of pour up here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect it. Uh, first off, welcome to the show. Um, second off, I want to say that uh, I think my dad, I think <laughs> it's going to be weird, but I'm pretty sure one of the first pieces my dad has uh, ever collected is one of your pieces. That's crazy. Which one? Um, the Christ heist. Oh, that's wow, yours, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. So, um, funny story behind it. I, I mentioned, uh, that my dad was opening a wallet and uh shout out to holder of bags. Yep. Um, he, uh, he hit me up and he was like, yo, uh, send me his address. I'm going to send him some things. I'm like, all right, cool. So he sent him over a couple, a uh, couple, um, profile pick projects and he sent <laughs> my dad goes, uh, I don't know. There's one with a car. And I go, what, what do you mean with a car? Like, what's? Uh, and he goes, I don't, I don't know. I think it's like Jesus in a car. And I go, Jesus in a car? Like, what? Like, all right, I gotta see this. Like, now I'm starting to get jealous. Like, what, what did you get? And uh, and then I look at it, and I'm like, oh, you got something sick. I'm like, no, 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 that's like that's dope. And he's like, oh no, I like it. I, I like that one. That's so awesome. my dad's like 70 years old or whatever. So um, he's yep. just getting into this thing. He doesn't really know what he likes or what to collect. He doesn't have the eat to be able to really even collect anything. He keeps complaining about gas fees to me, where he's like, every time I go to post something, it tries to charge me so much for gas. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, Holder bags really, you know, he just scoops a couple here and there, and then he'll just, you know, dish them off to friends. Like, you know, that's how he's gotten his growth. He's a solid, solid human. Yeah. He's a really good dude. So shout out to, uh, shout out to him. Um, you mentioned New York and I know you had, you messaged me before uh, we jumped on here where, um, you said that one of my comments in a previous show that you were laughing at about, uh, about the apple orchards in, in upstate New York. Yeah. Cause it's funny when, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, from New York, New York, you know, they, they only really see the big apple in New York, but you know, upstate I've only you know, I've lived in New York for a majority of my life. I've only been to like Newburgh, Oneonta like once each time. So two right. times and that's tons of land up there. And and then, like, where I'm from in the Hamptons, Hampton Bay is, like, it's, you know, all far from New York City. It's very different where we grew up, so it's not the typical New York. But So, then, you're talking, yeah. when you say Hamptons, you're talking about, like, that's, that's like, where they do the, uh, like, the all-white parties and stuff, right? Yeah, like, right. Okay. The, the, I don't right. know if you've ever heard of the Bordy Barn, but it's just, like, it's an incredible place. It's just, like, a big-ass beer fest. They sell, like, more beer than Yankee Stadium in a single Sunday. They're only open for, like, My five God. hours. It's insane. So, yeah, no, it's, it, there's... There's the huge, you know, very, very rich, popular towns in the Hamptons. And then there's other just like communities and smaller parts to it as well. But it's, uh, it's, it's you know, Long Island's huge. It's got a 
it's got a lot to it. And then, yeah, when I went to school in St. John's, I lived in Queens. I stayed there for a while too. I was there for like eight years. And that was like, you know, the fun part of like diving in and out of New York and, you know, going through, you know, Jamaica, Queens and just running around and having a good time and just like really taking that all in. And then uh, now I'm in Vancouver. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah, I never really had too many uh, New York City experiences growing. I mean, I've had a, I've had a. Don't get me wrong. If you grew up in New York, you have New York City experiences. Like there's, like even if you grew up in upstate and you went down to New York City, like something happened when you went down there that made it a New York City experience. Um, I have a, I have a more than a handful of those, but um, I don't really have like I, I didn't really grow up in the city or anything like that. So I, it's hard for me to relate a lot of the times when people talk about like the boroughs and shit like that or the the distance of maybe one spot, like you're saying, like the, like the Hamptons from like Staten Island or whatever. Like I have no idea. Like it, to yeah. me, it's, it's like another planet or whatever. Um, and that's why I like what you're saying when you tell people you're from New York and they're like, Oh yeah, what borough are you from? And I'm like, no, I'm from like upstate. And they're like, Oh yeah. So like Syracuse. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like up, up, up. Like, and, and like when I told my girl, I was from Albany, she, God bless her. She said, uh, isn't that Canada? And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, no, you're, I said, you're thinking about Alberta. I think I said, um, I said, no, not, not that Albany. And she goes, oh, and I go, but it, a lot of people consider us basically Canada. Like they just, that's what they'll say to us. So like, yeah. oh, you're basically in Canada. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's deep. Um, it's deep. But when there. you get up in that, yeah. When you get up into that top part though, Ooh, like the, the, like what you're saying, the space up there is crazy. Like the amount of land up there and shit like that, that like that, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy how like the levels change from like when you go from New York city to like middle state and then like really, really far upstate, it, it's, it's just a completely different planet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause especially like where I'm from is very like beach town and like surfer, you go out to Montauk and it's, it's like, you know, it's very like beach Island vibe, even right. like, you know, more like a peninsula, but it's a, uh, it's just totally different from New York City, from upstate, just like all around. And then, then you got New Jersey. <laughs> right. Denzel, what the hell are you doing over there? I just knocked over a computer monitor. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I, <laughs> he fucks up everything. It's like, it's like he's like a walking family circus cartoon or some shit like that. Like Mr. Magoo. I got um, too many computer monitors. There's like seven of them here. Why? Why do you have so many? Oh, you know, you never know. Uh-uh. <laughs> No, I do know. I know exactly how many I need. How many? Why do you need so many? Because then you just hear I kicked one over. Yeah, so yeah, you never. You need oh. a couple backups when you live life like me. Jesus. Yeah, Denzel, you're using one of the monitors as a rolling tray as well. Oh, no, no, I, I got a proper rolling tray. <laughs> Yo, that's one thing. Again, that's one thing that my girl always uh, she always points out to me. She's like, you can really roll on anything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've rolled on on literally like CDs, DVDs, uh, like they're like like these little like boxes that we have around. Like if, if it has any kind of a flat surface to it, like a granola bar, like I'll roll on a granola bar if I <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't like, matter. Once just, you rolled up on your knee, anything flat is just fucking cheating. Can you yeah. drive can you roll and drive, D? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like my ultimate uh superpower when it comes to uh to to smoking weed is that yeah. um I can roll a blunt while I uh, while I drive. Yeah, but you definitely got the you know the little bud all over the lap. It's oh it's yeah, impossible it's impossible. Oh yeah, the most efficient method. Yeah. Well, I roll back. I roll backwards. I roll backwards, and so it's one of those things where like it's it's like once you get it rolling, you're, you're all right. It's just that first that first turn is tough. 
Yeah, everything falls out the top of the first turn, the backwood. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So once you once you get it right, and then as long as you don't have to, if you do the re-roll to check it real quick and there's no creases in it, you're good to go. Facts. But that's the best part about the backwood is you can is you can do the re-roll. Um you can't do that shit with Dutches. You smoke Dutches out there? You smoke weed? What you oh, doing? But we don't have them uh Dutches, they don't have them out in Canada. It's crazy. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot. I, I was thinking New York, and, and I know in New York it's like it, Dutches are huge out here. Uh D, you smoke Dutches? Oh yeah. Is is that your go to? Yeah. Oh uh, well now, now my go to is a bong, <laughs> but growing up it was all Dutches. Yeah. It pretty much bled over from New York. So the whole culture was all just Dutches and blunts and stuff. It's like a, it's an art form in itself, the outer leaf, inner leaf, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It really is. There were certain people we didn't like to smoke with really in college, but they rolled such a nice blunt. I'd be like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess we're going to put up with him because, you know, his blunt is artwork. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, I've gotten I've gotten very good at rolling. Uh, backwards are funny because when I sometimes when I go into the store, I'll buy a pack and like if it's if it's like a new store I'm going into, but I'm there for like some reason and and they see me the first time, they won't really say anything. They'll just sell them to me. Then the next time I come in, like I'll be like uh, I'll be like a day day later, two days later, and I'll be like, yeah, let me get two packs of backwards, and they're like, uh, okay, and then they'll like give me two packs. Then. I go back in like two days later. I'll be like, let me get uh, two packs of backwoods. And, and like, and then they stop and he goes, Hey man, do you, uh, do you, you're not smoking these like regular, are you? <laughs> and I go, no, no, I'm not. And he goes, yo, how the fuck do you roll these, man? Like, like I've had this conversation with like at least like three gas station attendants in my life over the last 20 years where it's like, they're like, yo, how do you roll these? Cause like, I can never fucking roll these blah, blah, blah. And, and I'll show them right there. Like, I'll like, it's just, it's just like with NFTs. Like I just, I just take out my backwood pack. I'm like, look, bro, I just rip it open. And then I, then I just unroll the, the cigar or whatever. I'm like, that's what it is. It's the leaf. I was like, you just put the weed right where the cigar is. And then you just roll it right back up. And they're like, oh shit. Like, and it blows their mind. Cause they're like, I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how did you do it? Like, how did you, <laughs> what were you doing? And um, I guess they try to like rip the leaf and stuff like that and all types of crazy shit. And yeah. Just like, make oh. it into like a straight paper and yeah, then try it from there. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's stupid. Like it's already, it's already there. Um, oh no, I think we lost Denzel. This might end up turning into a mess. <laughs> um, D uh, what happened to you right there? What did happen to me right there? Everything just know. went silent. It said you went offline. I, I hope that this isn't going to fuck up the uh, the recording at the end because what might happen, I'm going to give everybody a, a, a foreshadow here. Um, what might happen from here on out on the episode is if Denzel talks, you might not hear him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just slice him up and place him in later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to have to happen. Is um, I'm not even going to. I'm and I'm t- I'm going to do this because I'm going to work it in as part of the show from here on out. Uh, if Denzel's talking and you hear me talk or whatever, or if you hear me saying something like uh, like over talking him or whatever, just realize I'm doing it to fill the space that uh, that might be there. And if it's not there, we're still going to make it work. We're still going to make it funny and entertaining for you guys. But I'm just giving you a heads up. That's what happens. Like with this Hold program. On. Real quick, you can hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, no, I set something up, so I'm recording on my end now. On oh, are you program. really? Yeah. Oh, 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 I love this. I, well, Mike, I love uh, Denzel being added to the show because just when I think he can't do anything, he comes out clutch. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I really think like I'm like, oh, this guy can't do shit. Like he like he's just here for the ride. And then all of a sudden he does something clutch like that. Like last time when we were recording with somebody, they couldn't hear us when they came in the chat. And like Denzel went right into the uh, the chat, um, the text chat, and he's like, uh, check your input options, blah blah blah. And then they check them, and they're like, hey, can you guys hear me? And then we could hear him. And I was like, holy shit, Denzel, you just fixed the problem. Like you you just did something. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I like to pretend I'm a lot dumber than I really am. Sometimes I, I was just surprised you were prepared. Is that why you have the seven <laughs> monitors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I t- I'm telling you, you gotta be prepared for anything. It's a secret uh, AV man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, who knew? I didn't. I had no idea that I didn't know that Denzel had um, background in in AV stuff. So I went to school for radio, television, and film on the technical side. That was my college degree. So. This is, is something I semi actually understand as much as I'll pretend like I don't really. I love it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so, Mike, what do you uh, what have you been up to lately? What's what do you got going on? Oh, just been working a lot. You know, it's you know finding the the difference between the nine to five and I. You know, so for my nine to five, I um, my email marketing manager. So I got a small little team of email marketers, and we just we manage this optical company out in Canada called Clearly. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's always been like my foot forward has always been the email marketing side of things. Um, and you know, where it all started, I don't know if you know too, from New York, um, Steiner sports, it was a memorabilia company. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Holy shit. You just hit me with one that I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Steiner sports. Steiner I used to have sports. a Steiner's right down the street from me. Yeah. I, I worked there for about five years <laughs> and, and then, uh, it just like a bike shop. Like no, a, no. Steiner sports is a memorabilia company. Oh, is it? Like is sports it, the, I thought the one that I, I mean, the one that we had by us, um, I know it has to have been, the, it had to, I thought it had to have been the same thing. They don't sell any kind of equipment there or anything like that. It's no, just all it's, it's all memorabilia. And it's like, oh, yeah, all it's, right. Okay. Okay. Cause I had one by me that was, uh, it was a company that sold like, uh, bikes and shit, like mountain bikes and stuff like that. And it wasn't just like a small town thing. I think it was, I think it's a chain. Oh, but, shit, um, it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, that's why when he says Steiner Sports, I was like, holy shit. Like, there's certain there's certain names you could drop from, like, Madison Square Garden Television, like Bob Page and shit like that. Like, that's, yeah. and I just marked out. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck. That was one of those. Uh, like, Storts. Uh, you know Storts? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Storts. Yeah, but anyways, go ahead. Didn't mean to, yeah, yeah, didn't no, mean to go so, off on you. No, so, yeah, so I was at Steiner Sports for five years, and, and basically what I did there was, you know, I always started out as a graphic designer. When I went to college, I really wanted to, like, go to school for design. But my senior year of high school was, like, the first year they had graphic design. So there was never, a, like, it, it wasn't even, like, chance to, like, build a portfolio to go to school with. Right. Um, so I had the ability to minor in it, and then I just went for advertising and marketing. And I, you know, kind of really fell in love with that side of just, like, how big advertising really just can like move mountains, kind of like the godlike movement of a brand where you. I'm kind of the same way, out. brother. I love that. I love the yep. way the manipulations there, where you can, yep. you know, you utilize like a customer base, change a couple things, and sway you know the whole complete movement of that customer base. So at Steiner, you know, I started on the design side of just like editing photos, photoshopping out the memorabilia for the website. But then I started learning more about the website. Then I started learning how to do the email marketing and designing out the emails. And then over time, just people started to leave and the company got a lot smaller. And I was like running the sales, coming up with, you know, the different e-commerce sales to run, like buy one, get one, or we do a Yankee fan bundle box. And I know that the Yankees retweeted that shit when we dropped it. We sold like 125K in a day. And it was like, you know, just the whole five years of Steiner just dogging it out, you know, 
just learning certain things, going from the design to the email marketing to the on-site website like marketing and then SMS text messaging marketing. All that shit was insane. And then when I moved to to Canada, I started at this company just focusing on email marketing. But then when COVID hit, I decided to kind of start my own marketing agency where I was like building websites for some clients and then setting up their email automation and just getting them all set up for success. And, you know, I kind of hit a home run with my first client. It was a skincare company in Miami and we kind of set them up from the ground up. They had zero sales. And then in about two years, they hit $1.2 million in sales. And it was just like, oh, it was insane. And like what I learned from that was like, it was just so many like things that we tried that failed, but so many things that work. And it was just like, we, we just kept trying everything, you know, turning on Google shopping, running Facebook ads and all that, like learning about the demographic. And that was like the most important part of all of it It was just like knowing your demographic, adding lifetime value to it and, you know, retaining your customer base. And I think, you know, my favorite way to segue this really into like the NFT side of things is like, it's just like any selling any brand. And, and so many people, they take, they're, you know, they, they want volume. Like, oh, I want to sell a thousand of these NFTs that I just created. I want to, you know, have a million sales. But what it, they really need to focus on is just like finding a small group of customers yeah. um, or collectors, I should say. And, you know, learning about those collectors and then, you know, having them help you branch out into finding more people like them. And it's like persona building almost, you know what I mean? Um and it's crazy because just like marketing on the NFT side is the same. It's the same way. It's fo- so much funner, honestly, because you know it's my own brand. I've always wanted to like you know just start an e-commerce company and sell a product just because I've done it for so many other clients now. Right but, before people yeah. would just start websites and be like, "I'm going to do something," but yeah. then you couldn't really reach out as much as you wanted to. But now with this, like you can really reach out. Like you can, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy, and like they give you so many tools to do it. And I mean, I you know. It, I tried to run ads on Twitter and stuff like that just for like giveaways and stuff. Cause that's the fastest way to grow. But you, um, they just flag all that shit, especially my art style, like no religion, no, you know, drugs, oh, no, right, money, right, yeah. no currency. Mm-hmm. It's right. wild. So, but you don't even really need that. Honestly, it's really just about staying active and connecting with the people in the community. It's absolutely insane. Like to think in March going from 400 followers to just hitting 5k this weekend is it, it, it was very easy. It was just talking to people. It was just connecting. That's what, you know, it's, it's so funny that I love the way that this show works sometimes because like I wanted to have you on because I see you're a dope artist. Like I see you're out here doing your thing like that. Like there's a hip hop uh, vibe to your shit. So that's obviously <laughs> a leg up on getting on this show. Um, so right away and into my collection and shit like that. So like right away I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to have that dude on the show. Um, Hell yeah. I had no idea about your your background, like what you were just talking about or whatever. Like I I I had no clue. And the way that this scene is right now, like you can't really do a lot of like real deep dive background searching on people unless it's there, unless like the links are there, the information's there. Otherwise it gets a little bit tough sometimes because people like to be vague and they like to be anonymous and they like to, you know, so they like to kind of cover up the trail a little bit. So I've learned to not even really bother, and that's why I like having them on the show. Yeah. Um, the thing that I like about, uh, where we're at right now in this conversation is, um, I, when I joined the scene, um, I didn't realize, I guess how early we are or whatever. And so when I first started doing stuff, like when we had the podcast before, um, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, our podcast was so fucking huge. And we had so many sponsors and listeners and products and that's not the case, but 
what what we did have is we had a couple sponsors. Um, they would uh, they would they would give us money for uh, for plugs and and commercials that we would record for them and stuff like that. Um, we had uh, physical blind boxes that we sold that were packages of like graffiti artists and stuff like that that would contribute stuff for the show. And then we would take those and we would break them down into uh, like 50 to 100 uh, blind boxes and sell those uh, physicals. And we would sell out of those every time. So like there was, you know, a, a, a base there or whatever. I I learned a lot about um, like the the marketing stuff and, you know, and, and, and just that kind of stuff there. But then when you go back before that, I did hip hop stuff for a long time. And with that, you have to learn marketing, um, whether yeah. you realize it or not, like you're learning it on the fly. I mean, I never realized it, but I developed an elevator pitch for myself when I needed to. Yeah. I had no idea that that's what it was. But what happened was, is I used to have these drop cards that would have a link to like six of my albums or whatever. And when I would go and do a show in another city, um, before I'd go up on stage, I would walk up to random people that were just walking around at the venue that just got there early, like people that were hanging out with their friends. If there was like a table of like 10 people or some shit like that, I would walk up <coughs> and I would slide in, like slide into the conversation. I just put my foot right there and then slide right up to the table and I go, Hey, uh, what's going on, everybody? And they, they would look at me and they were like, uh, and I'd go, um, real quick, my name is GM. I'm a rapper. Uh, I came all the way here from upstate New York and I came here to rap for you guys. So what I have here is a, it's a card that has six of my albums on it. Um, I'm going to give you guys a couple of these. And in exchange, I'm not going to charge you for anything. I'm just going to ask you when I go up on stage, if you could just go up and fill up some space in front of the, the stage or whatever, like that would be fucking sweet. Yeah. And, and then they would go, Oh, you're from New York. That's fucking awesome, man. What are you doing here? Like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to be up there, man. Like we're going to go up there. And I'm like, all right, cool bet. I appreciate it. And then I'd be like, I'll see you guys later on. And then I walk away. That's it. Like fucking 30 seconds, like a minute of, of introduction. And sure enough, when I would go up on stage, I would have like, if there were only fucking 60 people in the place, I would have 30 of them right in front of the stage. And they were all there because they got something from me. They had, a, they had some kind of a connection with me from before I went up and they felt like, Hey, I'm going to support this dude. Cause he seems like a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Like that's the marketing, but that's like guerrilla marketing right there. And I never realized that that was like a real fucking thing. And then once, and then once I started to do that, and then I started to look more and more and more into marketing and and whatever, just like just off of like what you're talking about, like having like a natural appreciation for it, I realized like I would see people say like, "Oh, you got to have an elevator pitch. You got to do an elevator." And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is an elevator? And then I'm like, Oh, you pitch it in an elevator like 30 seconds before. Yeah. before. I'm like, I fucking get it. And like right there. That's when I learned elevator pitch, but like, I didn't have anybody to teach me that shit. You know what I mean? Like I learned that. So yeah. like, and you already had it. Yeah. And I already had it. I was already doing it. So now it's the same thing with like the show. When I hit people up, usually, um, we would, especially for the blind box, we, we got a lot of guests on that show and the way we did it, I would just fucking send them a message and I'd be like, Hey, uh, so-and-so my name is GM. We have a podcast called the blind box. Uh, we'd really like to have you on if you're interested. All you need is, uh, is Skype and, uh, and that's it. Like, just let me know if you're interested. Um, boom. And then I just leave the link good enough to go. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that shit. Like they just hit them up with a link or they just say like, check out my shit. And like, that's not going to work. No, 
Never. Especially when you put the pressure on them to like come to the stage. Like just, it's a little bit of an extended experience. That's just way better. Like you, you need that. And it helps you because it puts all the people in front too. If you would have never done it, then, you know, you wouldn't shown the people at the front. Then other people see that in the back and then they come too. And that's what I'm saying is like a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong. There were people where I would walk up to and I would say that to them and they'd be like, oh, thanks, man. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll check you out. And like, you know, they wouldn't come up like, all right, fine. But a lot of people, like, as soon as I went up on stage, I'd be like, yo, listen, if I saw you before this show, if I saw you before I came up on this stage and I gave you one of my cards, I need you to get the fuck up here right now. And, and boom, you'd see people starting to move. Like, like you just see them starting to get up and walk up. And I'd be like, all right, bet. Let's go. Like, now we can go. So, and that's like, I feel like with a lot of this shit, like people don't understand marketing. People don't want to accept that this is a business. People don't want to accept that there's, everybody wants to think that everybody's here for the art, which is fucking awesome. I love the art. That's why I do the show and all that. But at the end of the day, we all have bills to pay. Um, Like we all have, you know, with these projects, I mean, maybe you could speak on it, but like a lot of people have problems because they'll say, okay, you're paying influencers. Like I've, I've gotten a few projects that hit me up. And um, it's like people that I know that are part of a project and they'll go, yo, I need you to help me out. And I go, okay, what's the deal? And they go, I need marketing for this project. And I go, okay, what, what's your plan? And they go, well, I don't know. That's what I need you to do. And I go, I don't know. You can't, you can't give me any money because if you do, then people are going to say that you're trying to pay me off. And he's like, I know that's the exact fucking problem that we're dealing with is that we can't, we have ETH to spend for marketing but we can't give it to anybody because if we give it to somebody, then people are going to say that we're trying to pay somebody off. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, you almost got to, you got to go back to the cash on that. Yeah, exa- on that. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I'm saying like, no man, like that's not, that's, that shit's not fair. So it's like, there's gotta be a point where these people that are in the scene right now that, that want to give me a hard time because I want to charge for ad space or because I'm going to accept NFTs for people being on my show or, you know, whatever. Um, at some point they got to back the fuck off, man. Like they have to back off. Like they can't keep doing this thing where it's like, oh, everybody's getting uh, paid off. Everybody's an influencer, blah, blah, blah. Look, if something looks shady and, and if you see a person say, um, I don't know anything about this project, but I just aped in and then they show like 10 or 12 or 14 or whatever. And then all of a sudden the floor starts to go up and then they start to pump the project and all that. Chances are, they're probably getting paid off. Like if they're one of the big influencers and shit like that, it's probably not an organic Mm -hmm. project, but people have to be able to recognize that. Like you have to be able to realize if you're dealing with like a Paris Hilton type, that it's a Paris Hilton type. If you're dealing with like a Jimmy Fallon type, you're dealing with a Jimmy Fallon type. Like it doesn't mean that everybody just because they accept money, like my, like one of my role models, and I never talk about this shit on the show because I don't want people to start doing this shit. But like one of my, um, one of my uh, like role models um, getting into this and like growing up and shit is Howard Stern. Yeah. Like, like you should, like you probably know this, Mike. Like growing up in New York, Denzel, same thing with you. Like, like growing up in New York, like Howard's on every morning or whatever. Like when we were growing up, like at least when I was. Yeah, facts. And like, I, some people have a problem with the show, and they'll be like, "Oh, he's he he's um he's controversial. He does this. He does that." Look, I'm not even talking about that shit. What I'm talking about, like wh- the reason why he's like a role model for me, is because he found a way to make a show the way that he wants to do it, and and he is the master of that show. He has that's that's about eight spinning plates that are constantly moving during the show. And he finds a way to rein it all in and he finds yeah. a way to make it all work. So it's like what I was saying when Denzel, dro- you know, if he drops or whatever, then 
I'll make it work. Like that's part of what I need to do. You know what I mean? Like that's part of like what I bring to the table or whatever. But like, I feel like I bring that to the table. I feel like I do a good job at that. So like if, if somebody wants to hit me up and be like, Hey, I want to do promo on your show for our project, you know, and we're willing to pay you who the fuck am I to say no? Yeah. Well, like why not? Yeah. Like at this point, like where, where's the harm in that? And like somebody can say, Oh, well, you know, you're, you're taking money for, um, for promoting at least I'm being honest with y'all. Yeah, I think just everyone's a little too sensitive right now, like in the past couple of years. But because when you really think about like, oh, you know, who cares that I paid an influencer to get this? Like you like what I don't understand is the influencer side of things is they can just like if someone came to me with a project and they're like, yo, we want you to jump into this and blast it to your you know market and let's blow it up. What do you want for it? I would just sweep the floor and then I'd make all my money back. By, right. you know, like why doesn't, right. you know, Gary just, or which he actually does is just organically jump into a project and then he just makes his money from that. He didn't get paid for it. He's, uh-huh. and he, you know, there's no handouts. He's just kind of jumping in on his own. So there's definitely that side of things too. But whatever kind of makes the floor move for some people, I, I mean, there's always going to be people that are going to say shit no matter what. That's just the worst part. Well, one thing, one thing about um, what I say about this show is that. I'm not, this show is not going to pump your project. Like if, if that's what you're expecting by coming onto the show is that like, you're going to, not you, not you, not you. I'm talking no, about like one of these projects. Yeah, no, you think. know what I mean? If one of these projects come on and they're like, we've only minted 200, like there's a project right now that I was looking at that, that I have a vested interest in um, very selfishly, but they've only minted 272 out of fucking 5,000 <laughs> uh, mints. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, shout out to them, but like, they're not really, um, you know, like they're struggling or whatever. Yeah. If, if they hit me up and, you know, and they want to say like, Hey, uh, you know, can we put together some kind of an advertising package or whatever? Again, like that's, that's what the show is, is, is partly, you know, and then, and then the problem is if I accept it, then people go, Oh, you're, you're taking payments from projects, blah, 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 blah. And if I don't accept it and then I go on my timeline and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm fucking broke. Can, uh, can somebody donate some money to the show so that we can get some things going over here? People go, Oh, look at you looking for yeah, handouts, exactly. begging like, well, for yeah. things. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm just trying to live. Like, I'm just trying to live. And if y'all think that I'm like one of those fucking scumbags is just coming in and just trying to like manipulate the scene and stuff like that for my own benefit, then you got me a thousand percent fucked up. Yeah. Facts. And you know, we're, we're all out here trying. We, we need what we need to live. We all got to make money here too. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Denzel, you got anything to add or are you just, you just doing notes over there? Uh, no, you, you guys all, you pretty much covered it all. There's a giant disconnect between people pretending like we don't all need to survive at the end of the day. Like we should all do this shit for fun all the time. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong. Like Denzel's cool, but I don't like him that much. And I, I uh, completely understand that. <laughs> I want to hang out with him, but I don't want to hang out with him that bad. You don't even really want to hang out with him. <laughs> Not in that basement. <laughs> now with what you got going on over there i also think that's you know another huge fun part to this whole nft community too is like there's so many people that you know i i vibe with on a daily basis talk to but i don't even know their first names i don't yeah. know what they look like at all and they're still like you know check in on a, on a daily basis or you're hitting up your collectors that you still don't really know but they're there that's they can almost feel like they're the closest people to you but it's you know, that's what's really exciting about this shit too. You gotta say. I agree. Um what were you gonna say, D? 
I'd say at least 75% of my best friends in this space. I don't know what they sound like or look like or their actual names. That's what's really weird about this show. The other day, Denzel was going on this fucking trip, right, on his timeline where he's like, I'm going to do a podcast. Ha, ha, ha. And um, he's done this before, and, and he hits me up, and he's like, "Yo, gee, I'm not gonna do a podcast, bro. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you." And I'm like, "I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I see what you're doing. Like, I get it." And um, this time, he he did the same thing. Like, I'm gonna do a podcast. Like, ha 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 ha. And uh, and I saw him, and I'm like, uh, Denzel on his on his bullshit again. And then he's like, "Except for on my podcast, I'm gonna have NFT people on, and we're gonna talk about everything except for NFTs." And I'm like, "Hmm, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I wonder, I wonder if there's a show out there like that." And then uh, this, it's our it's our show. It's our show. <laughs> what he's yeah, what he's talking about is basically our show. Like this fucking asshole. Um, and then on top of that, he says, um, I, "I don't give a fuck where you uh, the origins of your character or uh, or anything about your backstory." And I don't know when it's going to start and when it's going to stop. I'm just going to do this shit, and and you know, and that's and that's it. Like I, I'm doing this shit for me or whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. And I was like, bro that's exactly how we started the blind box. Like that was my exact fucking thinking. And I told D if I could go back and look at my timeline from five years ago, I guarantee you, I went on a rant at some point, like the way that I go on random fucking rants on Twitter. Um, I guarantee you, I went on a rant where I was like, I don't give a fuck about your character origins. I don't give a fuck about your backstory. Like, I just want to know about you. Like what the fuck is going on with you? Like, tell me something about you. You know what I mean? Like nobody gives a fuck about your characters. And like, I don't mean to be offensive. Like when I say that shit, like I, I'm sure there are people out there that give a fuck. I just never got into art for that. Like I never got into it for like, so what were you thinking when you made this? Or like, so what, what's your, what's your overall background and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, I just think artists are cooler to hang out with and talk to than normal people are. Yeah. And that goes for you too, Mike. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you don't, you don't need a good reason to, you know, like something or, or want to know how deep it's got to go. Some, you know, sometimes there is a story. Like I'd say there's a ton of pieces that I have that have a little bit of a story to them, yep. but majority of them. Yeah. No, you know, they're just, you know, like Christ heist for one, that's the one with uh, Jesus and Mary where she's dumping the yep. clip in the rare Rari. Right. Yep. And that one, I think I, I dropped for 0. 0.025. I knew it was going to fly. I just wanted to, you know, put that in some people's wallets and it was just a, you know, a fun piece sat down and made that in like, I think it's like eight, maybe seven hours. just like from going back and forth. And and some pieces take me, you know, days, sometimes weeks. And then uh, other ones are just, you know, real quick, real, real fast. And, you know, and then also I'll create some stuff and be like three days deep and be like, yo, I hate this. Like, this is whack. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put that in the archives. Then I'll find it like, a month or two later and then i'll like reinvent it a different way so it's you know kind of take a step back and look at it differently but all in all it's just been hella fun just being able because this was a hobby for me for a long time you know just being on photoshop and manipulating some stuff i used to work uh with this guy bobby he's a really close friend of mine in queens and he started a t-shirt company called the mob rules that was based off like graffiti um, mm -hmm. like all the heavy graffiti bombers in in the city and We'd sit down and he'd be like, yo, let's crank out this design or whatever. And we'd start going and he'd be sitting right next to me and we'd be going through the designs. And then he's like, you know, can you do that? And I'm like, bro, there's, that's not, I don't know how to do that. Like that. I'm not right. that good. Um, right. And he'd be like, bro, just figure it out. Find a way to do that. And I would just use this, you know, the knowledge I had for the tools that I could actually make shit happen with. Yeah. Um, and I'd figure it out. And I worked with him for, you know, about three years and we just made all these cool t-shirts and sold them around and 
those little experiences just like brought you all the way to where you are as an artist and, and it's been a hell of a journey. And especially in the NFT world, don't you feel like, like, this is how I feel anyways. Like, and it's really weird for me to feel like this. Cause I feel like my life, I'm, I, I've, I've said it before on the show, like I'm, I'm almost 40 or whatever. Um, I've, I've been through a lot of shit in my life, a lot of different, you know, phases and stuff like that. I've always been a hip hop kid. Like I've always like since fucking nineties or whatever, like that's never changed. Um, but like, in the in the late 90s i was heavy into wrestling right and like i've I've always been into wrestling like i've always fucked with wrestling but um in the late 90s i was really heavy into wrestling and there'd be times where things would happen in wrestling because especially during that time during like the attitude era and shit it was crazy like cars were blowing up like people were dying supposedly like you know all types of crazy shit and i had to figure out like what's real and what's not like what, like yeah. what is the, you know, what's the pump? What's the dump? Like what, like what the fuck is going on with this thing or whatever? And I really started to like break down wrestling and stuff. And like at the end of like when I was in high school, um, when I was a senior, um, we had like a backyard wrestling league that we did. And like, that was something where like, you could say like, oh, that's stupid. Ha ha ha. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah, it was stupid. We were kids being kids. But we also actually wrote out the scripts. Like we we learned about wrestling in terms of like if you give somebody a power bomb, how do you how do you make it work so that they're not getting completely fucking destroyed or a suplex <laughs> yeah. or whatever? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. And like we really like we appreciated like the the science of wrestling or whatever. Now fast forward twenty something years or whatever, and I'm watching stuff happen like uh, where Taylor, what the fuck? Uh, shout out to Taylor. He uh, he burns the ape or whatever. And everybody starts going fucking crazy. And they're like, why would you do that? Holy shit. You just burned a fucking ape. You, that's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And then I see the intellectual property aspect getting pushed. And then I see people starting to react from what he did and all that. And I'm like, oh, he just did some wrestling shit. Yeah. Like, that's all that is, bro. And like, I want to be able to scream it just to everybody in the scene and be like, it's just fucking wrestling shit. But like. I want everybody to listen, but like not everybody listens. It's like nobody, like not everybody grew up on wrestling. And like, if I tell them the reason why I know this is because of wrestling, they're going to be like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Get out of here. Yeah. It's like, how do you separate yourself from the rest? It's that unique property that he just, he just burnt one. Now he's known for that. Everyone flooded to that reaction of what he did and it put him on the map a little bit. And it put, well, it also pushed the intellectual property. Cause at that point there was a lot of talk. I remember that week even about, um, the intellectual property depend uh, between owning a punk and owning an ape, and people are saying like if you you know if you own a punk that you uh, you know you don't really have the um, the the IP rights as much, and you know Larva Labs is more involved and stuff like that. And if you own an ape that you have the IP rights and blah 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 blah. blah. And then people started saying, well, like how how far do we own these? Like how much do we own these? Like what like how long do we own these? What's the what's the the shelf life? And then Taylor pushed it a step further by burning the ape. It basically forced OpenSea to come out and speak on it. And it forced Bored Ape to send a letter about it. And it forced everybody's hand in terms of stepping up and having to say like, all right, this is, this is what we meant, or this is what you can do. Or if you burn it, you no longer own it, even if you were the last owner of it. And that's, I think what Taylor's argument was, was like, well, I was the last owner of it on the blockchain. So technically I still fucking own it. And their thing was, no, technically the last owner is the burn address. Yeah. And so then it forced them to come out and like, you know, make a statement about it and shit like that. So really the way I look at it is, and people could say like, oh, you're an asshole or like, you're just kissing his ass or whatever. I, whatever, man, I've called it how I see it on the show for the last, um, you know, the three seasons or whatever. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, <clears throat> the way I see it is 
Taylor pushed an issue that everybody was dealing with at the time for derivatives and IP address or um, intellectual property, I mean, and all that type of shit. And uh, they they were forced to step up and do something about it. And he took one for the team, basically. Like, there's people out there that are able to do derivatives and shit like that now because Taylor did that. Because, you know, and, and it's, it's minuscule. It seems like it's really small and it seems like it's really attention getting and all that. But I think in the bigger grand scheme of, of everything, that's one of the things that need to happen. Like we need yeah. to have somebody push that boundary of like, who else is crazy enough to go out and burn, uh, uh, you know, something from their collection, let alone something that big and <clears throat> something that people can do derivatives of and stuff like that. You can only do it. if you, you can't use the example over and over and over again, if there's no actual case and proof of the example. Yeah. Well, so at that yeah. point, he I made the no one burns the G-Volve, I'll tell you that. Somebody already did. <laughs> no. Yep. If you look at the collection on on uh, um, on OpenSea, it's eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-seven. Jesus. And and me again, going back to my wrestling thing. I, part of me feels like Taylor burned it, and like and now Taylor could hear this, and he could be like, "You're a fucking idiot, bro." Like I didn't burn that shit. Maybe I am an idiot. Like maybe I'm a complete moron. But I'm just saying, like I think that it's something that he would do where he burns it, and then when the, when the floor takes off on these, maybe he has some kind of a, like of a clip showing him doing the burning, like what he did with the ape where he's like, Hey guys, you know, I just, I just put one of these. Cause if anything, even for the fact that, um, as an artist statement about kid eights artist statement about the intellectual property with this project. Yeah. Which I thought was definitely like just the fact that he's on spaces talking about it, like just being that front in front of everybody, just throwing it right. out and how it is. It's like, you know, He's right. It's, it's his baby. It's it's his design. It's his work. And, you know, if you're not really there to help pump it and, and help in a meaningful way to the community, you're you're going to give everyone a turn on you. Yeah. Shout out. By the way, shout out to everybody who showed out for the uh, for the Jeevils chat the other night. Um, not the one with kid, but the one before that. Um, I appreciate everybody who who rolled through and uh, all the new all the new heads in the community and stuff or in the gang. It's fucking dope. Is that going to be and, a every Wednesday thing? I, I, I love that long, idea. It is a every Wednesday thing until kid pulls the plug and tells us to stop doing it or um, or somebody steps up and says they want somebody else to host. And then I'm I, and then I can't. I can't give the the guarantee, but I can say as long as the community wants me up there and Denzel up there and kid doesn't have a problem with us doing this knucklehead shit every Wednesday. Um, I'm going for four spots this week. Well, okay. So D I wanted to talk to you a little bit off the air about the plans for this week, but I figure because it's, it's the show. I mean, fuck it. Like let's, let's, let's open up the bag and give them something new, I guess. Um, here's what I'm thinking about for Wednesday, right? Like, I, there's a lot of projects that'll do these uh, and Mike, obviously chime in, like, let me know what you think. Of course. So there's a lot of projects that do these like community nights where they'll be like, let's watch a movie or let's, uh, you know, um, do a trivia night or whatever. And, and like, let's be honest. I mean, the, that's not really the Jeevil's community in terms of like, I don't think that's really what we're looking for. Like, we're not looking to like spin the wheel and play games and shit. Yeah, like no that. rock, paper, like, scissors, bullshit. No, no not, <laughs> not like, not like that. Now I think that there's a, some, some area in here to maneuver though, because we can't, kids not going to be there. Like, and, and he hasn't guaranteed, he's not told us, he's never told us that he was going to show up to a Wednesday night or whatever. So we don't expect him to show up to a Wednesday night. 
And I'm not going to put together a room where we just go in there and talk about fucking kid eight for two hours or whatever. Like, I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody really wants that either. I think the first night it was good for us to be able to do that, but what are we going to do from there moving forward? You know what I mean? So here's my idea from here moving forward. Um, Denzel, you remember the other day uh, when we had you go on like porn MD? How could I forget? <laughs> hey, Mike. Oh, hey, drunk. Mike. Actually, let's uh, let's 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 do this. Here we go. So we do bits around here um, on the blind box and on four things. And now, while I know that the Devil Project and the Jeevil Project is Kid Eight's project, if we're gonna host it, um, I think it's only right that we host it four things style. You know what I mean? Like let's let's do. I, I think we can contribute something here to make it more than just everybody bullshitting and calling each other cunts all night or whatever. Like, I think we can, I think we can do something that really shows that we can stand out here. So I'm willing to help contribute to that. If you guys are down to, you know, to, to join in or whatever. And, and this is just an example of, of kind of what we would do. So here's the first thing. Um, we're going to have everybody. It's going to be specific to a certain character trait of a Jeevil. So if, if the, like the, maybe the first one will be generic where it'll be like, if you have a Jeevil with a halo, uh, make that your profile picture. And anybody that has the Jeevil with the Halo as the profile picture uh, is eligible for, for that game, like is eligible for that round or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So if it's like you have a Halo, maybe if you don't have a Halo, maybe glass skin, maybe uh, only gun metals, you know, whatever. Like it'll, and then that'll give people a chance to be able to show off what they got and shit like that. Like you can keep a whole arsenal of what you got. Um, Denzel, I was already thinking about it for me and you with our Jeevils. If we want to lend them out to somebody like a, a you know, a, a friend of ours or whatever, if you want to send them over like a screenshot of, of some Jeevils and say like, yo, this is your pass for tonight. Like you can, you can use these nine Jeevils tonight and it'll give them a chance to play. Damn. You just gave me a phenomenal idea though. We, we should play fucking Jeevolve bingo for ETH. Where you, I'd lo- I would yeah. love to do that. I mean, this is okay. So here's here's where we're going. So we're getting a little bit ahead. Um, so trust me, this thing's been burning in my fucking head. Uh, last night, four o'clock in the morning, I, I just start like thinking of ideas, and I'm like, oh no, like now this is gonna happen. So it. so here's what I um here's what I'm thinking is like if you uh, Mike, if you do me a favor and just go to uh, you're on your computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go to pornmd.com. So what we'll do is we'll say like anybody with a, uh, with a glass skin and like say people pull up glass skins, we'll say, okay, we'll bring up three of you now. And, uh, and when they get up on stage, we'll say, okay, everybody, uh, do you have access to a computer? They say, yes. I say, okay. Then we'll say, we need you to do me a favor, go to pornmd.com. And then they'll go to the site and then I'll say, okay, now if you look right underneath the search bar, um, you're going to see a, uh, a, a thing there that says live search. Do you see that Mike? Yes. Okay. So click that, uh, on live search. Now, what we're going to do is for the three contestants on stage, we, as we are scrolling right now, we need you to take three stabs at finding the absolute funniest, uh, uh, porn, uh, submission because you are looking at what is being submitted all across the world right now as a porn search. So everything you're seeing right now is being searched in porn. Now you can change the region. If you look up at the region, you can see where the oh, region yeah, worldwide. is. Uh huh. Now, if you want to, you can change that region and that might give you an advantage in this game. Um, if you're looking for three funny titles, because if you go to another country, you, you really have to expand your porn knowledge here and really look at what these people are doing. So give me three porn titles that are three porn searches that you think are the best porn searches go oh. and then we're gonna have people screaming out 
I love it. The most random fucking bukkake face, bukkake fetish, grandma fetish, uh, whatever. Like, it's gonna be wild shit. I, and just, like, I just went to Japan, but it's definitely <laughs> don't do that one. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying is like that's it's gonna be great for like now. Does that have anything to do with Kid Eight? No, it doesn't. Does that have anything to do with Jeevils? No, it doesn't. Does that have to do with having fun with our community and like the same type of sense of humor and and kind of like style and like culture of like what we're doing? Like I thought of another game last night called Trey Songs Songs. <laughs> and, and what we're going to do is we're going to look up the titles of Trey Songs Songs and we're going to find ridiculous Trey Songs titles and then make up a Trey Songs title and you have to tell us what the what the fake title is for the song. I love that. Trey Songs Songs. It's perfect. So I like, like that one. We'll do like different little rounds for like game shows and shit like that for the culture. Like we'll like if you don't, you know, if if you know something about Trey songs and you know his song titles and shit, then I guess you have an upper like you have an advantage there. Um, if you don't, then it doesn't really matter. Like you can take a stab in the dark. Like some of them, we're gonna vote on them. Like as the uh, we'll have like some devil owners up on stage and stuff like that as the uh, as the judges. And sometimes you might give us an answer and we have to vote on it. Um, now you're asking me what, um, if I'm doing all this for you guys, what, what do I get? What do I get in return? What kind of prizes do I get for doing this? Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. Um, kid didn't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> kid, a lot of laughs. Yeah. A lot good of laughs. Time. It's going to be really Can good time. Get some uh, kid throw, throw some our way for giveaways. But that's what I'm saying is like, maybe kid will, will jump on board with this after he hears it or whatever, or he sees the response and he's like, oh, this is a pretty cool thing. Maybe he'll actually show me some respect for once. Uh, or he shuts you know. the whole thing down. <laughs> or, exactly. Or he tells us we, we can't do this anymore because it's fucking stupid and it's ruining his brand. Um, I don't really know. Like I'm, t I'm willing to take that shot though, because I think it's worth doing because I think it's going to be that good. Like, I think it's going to be entertaining. Um, what I was going to say is if anybody in the community, before we start off, we'll, we'll make an announcement that if anybody in the community is an artist, uh, in the room that wants to contribute any prizes yeah, hell um, yeah, to hit us up. Idea. And so we'll have them contribute some prizes. We'll try to contribute some prizes where we can. Um, maybe kid will try to contribute some prizes or whatever. And I'm not saying the whole thing is going to be fucking prices, right? Game show night or whatever. I'm just saying like, this will be something that'll kind of keep the room moving. It'll give everybody a chance to like laugh or whatever and stuff like that. Like kind of have a good time with everybody and get to know each other more and shit like that. And I think that if we're doing it off of like character traits and stuff like that, then it, it might give people a reason to go out and kind of buy some Jeevils and shit and like, you know, stock up on their collections so that they can get some more entry passes into doing some of these things. Yeah, I mean, especially too when the merch side of things drops, like you can utilize some of that stuff for giveaways. I'm sure, like, uh -huh. I'm sure there'll be some bags that we can kind of work in and out of when it happens. But um, really curious oh. to see his 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 take. Like, you know, we know the roadmap in its slight form, but you know, I like the very nonchalant style of this. You know, it's almost like the Kanye West, or as he calls himself, Drake, right now. But right. It's, uh, more of the Kanye side of just you don't know what's going to happen, but you know he's you know he's going to put the bag in everyone's pocket. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. I'm very confident. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of tough because like I feel like in the Jeevil community and in the Devil community, we've been trained to not talk about the floor. We've been trained to yell at anybody who talks about the floor and and tell them to get the fuck out of the project, um, stuff like that. My thing is is like. 
I think it's, I think it's kind of in, like, it's not important to look at, but it's one of those things where like as a collector and stuff like that, and in this game, you're going to look at the floor. Like it's, yeah. it's just, what's going to happen. Like you want to, you just want to see what's going on. Um, another thing is, is I think that kid, I think he stepped up huge this past weekend by doing this clubhouse that he did. Yeah. Um, because I know that he kind of looks at it as like, why the fuck do I want to do that? It's stupid. Like I, nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody wants to hear from me. Um, I don't want to answer questions about the fucking floor. Um, or about when airdrop or whatever. Like I get all, I get all of that shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as the creator and as the only person that's involved with this project, because that's the way he he wants it to be right now, he has to step up and do those kind of things sometimes. And I think he's doing a great job with like the the podcasts and like doing the appearances and shit like that. But like people love these fucking clubhouses and spaces. I'm like, yeah, it's true. I'm I'm not a huge fan of them. Like I think that it's better to do something like this where like. Mike, this episode is going to be recorded. It's going to be hosted. And as long as this show continues on, like you'll be able to go back and find this episode and, and use it as like a bookmark of your career, basically. Yeah, exactly. The experience in itself is, is amazing. Those don't really get, they don't really get you there. So like they're fun and I, and I get the value of them, especially if we can do something like this with it and make it fun and like have the community members involved and shit. Um, and if kid wants to come through and hang out and like the other night was hilarious. Like that shit was fucking like. I don't know who the shout out to that dude, whoever you were, the last dude, the call, I, the, the, um, it's the, the cunt dude, the cunt with a Q, uh, <laughs> that dude, shout out to that dude. He was fucking wild that night. Like he was talking about, I'm drinking, I'm drinking piss. I'm, I'm drinking <laughs> champagne. Um, I don't, we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. He was going wild. Yeah. It's shout definitely, out to him. it's a live group. It's fun. It's, it, it's definitely the most. It, I, I don't even know the right word for it. It's just such a different community. We're just a bunch of hoodlums. I love it. Like, and everybody's still cool as fuck. Like everybody, yo, last night, the coolest thing, it's not the coolest thing to begin with, but then it became cool. Um, last night, uh, shout out to a crypto jeweler. He dropped these, uh, these chains and um, there were 10 chains. Oh, the chain. Yeah. yeah I, know. So fire. I know. D I'm sorry, bro. Like I, I still, I feel bad that I didn't get D one. Cause I really should have like, man. even looking back on it, like I, I should have tried to do what I could to try to grab. You should have, you should have been the one that would have got that from me because I, I OD a little bit already from, from a Jeevil or whatever. I don't have enough to really like be able to, to get him back for that right now, but I had enough to be able to make a play on one of these. And I was like, if I can make a stab at one of these, I think this is going to be very lucrative for me, uh, one way or the other. And, um, I grabbed one. And then I saw a uh, shout out to Sig. He, he did like a trade or something like that, like a one Ethereum trade or something. And um, I don't know the exact details of it or whatever, but I just know that happened. And then after that, I posted mine for five Ethereum. And then somebody came along and I didn't know who it was because they didn't have their name as the OpenSea account. And like, and so it was just a bunch of letters and, uh, and they put theirs up for 4.5. Huh. And I was like, yo, <laughs> Like what? What are we doing now? Like what are we doing? Like you? Like we're supposed to be a fucking gang? Like what? Are you, like how are you going to undercut gang? Like what are you talking about? Like you? Like if it's one of us, what was that? So like I went into the Discord and I was just kind of like, "Hey guys, uh, I just posted this shit for five Ethereum, but then somebody undercut me for four point five. So that's kind of fucking whack. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Like I didn't make a big deal out of it or anything, but I just wanted to make sure to kind of get the word out there that I, you know, that I, I don't. I think that shit's whack. Like if you wanted to post it for like two Ethereum or whatever. uh, Yeah, go ahead. Like if that's what you think the floor is or whatever for that, or if that's what you want to get rid of it for. 
if you want to post it for two or three, yeah, it's a lot of people jumping on getting rid of it. <laughs> Denzel shopping. I can't what hear that, Denzel. Like? Yeah, it's it's you're right now. It's happening where I can't hear Denzel. Oh, you can't hear Denzel now? No. Oh shit, D, say something. Can you hear me now? Yeah, no. Oh, he can't hear you. Oh boy, that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna be getting to that point where we're gonna have to wrap up the episode. But what happened? I was gonna was, say at least it held up this late. It did. It, it did. Um. It, uh. What's gonna? What I was saying was, um, if if somebody wants to put it up for like two Ethereum or whatever, that's fine with me. Like that's if you want to establish a new um like a new floor and make it two Ethereum, I'm I have no problem with that. But when you put it up at four point five, it makes me feel like you're just doing it just to undercut what I put it up as. And I'm the one that took the initiative to put it up at the floor or whatever and like establish the floor. So it'd be nice to know that we're all on the same page here. And and if we keep undercutting each other, then eventually the value of this thing is going to end up being back down to one Ethereum. Yeah. But if everybody that has one just holds it and posts it for five Ethereum, then we just created the fucking sale price for it. I'm really curious what would happen if just everyone delisted their shit and there's no floor. Yeah, that's and that's another that's that's kind of what I mean too. Is like I mean we're also we could be there as well. But my thing is is I'm okay with selling it for five Ethereum. Like if somebody wants to buy mine for five Ethereum, I feel like that's a, a fair value for what that's really worth right yeah. now. Yeah, and then yeah, you um, could jump back in too. It's easy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I could buy more Jeevils, and that's exactly what would happen. Is I would just turn around, I would take the five Ethereum, and I would I would spend at least like three to three and a half of it probably on Jeevils. Yeah, I'd say we're we're super lucky, honestly, because when I when I started in February and March and and I seen projects and I was like, you know, it's a little baby gangsters fire. Like this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Had a little bit of a renaissance vibe to it with the cherubs and everything. And it just, you know, then when I went on his uh, Instagram and I scrolled and I saw like how many mixtapes he's done of some of the greatest projects I've ever listened to. Juicy J, um, Blue Dream and Lean is just phenomenal um future pluto first tape like just gucci burprint yeah right he did uh yeah he's just he's got fabo on there too summer shootouts just like it's that was like wow this is like the one you know this is a a person or an artist that i can actually connect with and i would love to own one of these and forever wanted one of them and knew i was like yo i'm gonna have to pop an ethereum on this or two because the uh the devolves are just you know like the staple and then when g balls dropped you know, seeing them go to like 1.9, I was like, damn, this is happening. Like, I'm going to miss my shot. And then they let you get down to that where it was at the floor. Like, everyone's opportunity is now to own something that they're all going to wish that they had. You know, I've got boys who were never even in NFTs before jumping in. Same thing, bro. Like, I have at least three people that um, that I showed these to, like, uh, like before they dropped, they were like, yo, what the fuck are those? Like, they didn't know anything about NFTs. They didn't know anything about anything. I just sent them over the images basically. And they were like, yo, like I need these. Like, what are these? Like they didn't, they didn't know if they own them digitally. If they, if you get it physically, like they had no fucking clue. Like they, they just knew that they wanted a part of it. Yeah. And I know and, whatever he's going to do with it is going to be crazy. And like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get airdrops for fun stuff. And even just being able to own like a little bit of his hen pieces, like that was the closest thing I could collect from him. At same the time, thing, right? same the, exact the bear thing, bro. piece. Yep. And I was just like, you know, this is awesome that I own one piece. And then, but now the G-Vol is a whole different vibe. It's fire. I mean, there's still, you know, I, I feel very similar with the uh, boys by Lorona. I think she's like phenomenal artist. So there's definitely some collectibles out there that, you know, make me feel some type of way. But G-Vols are definitely up there. 
there's nothing that has the same community. That's for sure. Facts. Like that's, that's the one thing that I've really like, um, when I got into this, if you go back and listen to the first episode of the show, um, you'll hear me talk to freehand profit about community and about how, um, you can use the, the word for good and people can use it for bad. Like people can try to basically snake oil salesman people and shit like that. And I'm very against that type of shit. Like I've been burned by quote unquote community before, like a lot. Yeah. And, um, it, with hip hop, it happens a, a, a lot all the time. Yeah. And, um, people talk about how they're, how, how they're like your best friends and shit like that because y'all are in a group. And then like the next day, nobody's talking to each other and shit like that. And everybody's linked up with somebody else. And now they're best friends and they're in a group. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, you see it. And, um, with the, with the, the three months that I spent to get into this thing, I, uh, I made sure not to heavily affiliate myself with really any project because I, I said, I was like, I'm not going to go in like all in until I find something that I really fuck with. Like, yeah, like not something that's just like cool to me as a collector, but something where if I'm in a, a open area, like if I go to like a festival or some shit, or if I go to like a, um, like a, a state fair or some shit like that, and I'm walking around and I got one of these things on like my shirt or, you know, um, whatever the case may be. And somebody sees it that when they come up to me and introduce themselves, like that, I'm not going to want to run the other way. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Cause like, it's a lot of money. Like it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy and all that shit. Like I can confidently say that while we're a wild gang and shit like that, like I'll be the first one to say that. Um, if I put a Jeevil on a shirt and I go out, um, and I go somewhere, I don't expect somebody to come up and like run up to me and shove me in the chest and go, what's up, you fucking cunt? Yeah, no. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. Like no. somebody's going to walk up and be like, fucking gang, bro. And I'm going to be like, yo, gang, like what's good, man? And then that's it. Like I like I can already tell that that's what 90% of the, the active people in the community are right now. You know what I mean? 100%. If I and see I love someone else shit. with a G-Vol T on and I had my shit on my Apple Watch or something like that, that's the homie already. I don't even know who it is from a distance. It's wild. Yep. And, and I would have never really, um, getting into this thing, I wouldn't have said that I could see myself, um, at this stage in my life, really like accepting a situation like that. But I can say after, um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't link myself really. I got in with the, with the super Yeti project cause I got a giveaway there. And then I learned a lot of stuff in that project, but then everybody yeah. from that project the not even from that project but everybody from there on that i really linked in with were all fucking were it was all gang like it was all diva owners and shit like that like and i didn't realize it really even at the time but like everybody right now that that i'm around or that i you know that i enjoy talking to on the internet or whatever they're all the dudes that i've talked to for the last fucking three months i just didn't talk to them all in the jeevil or in the devil chat yeah like i just talked to them on twitter and shit like that and i didn't even realize that most of them owned a fucking diva it's still like, yeah, the whole like power, you know, having your profile picture up and it's hard because like I, I always had branded my profile pictures like my art profile. And mm -hmm. as soon as I got my Devolve, I was like, it's over. Even though I said I'd never change the profile picture, I'd always like show who I am. But I think it just puts yourself in a different community. And, you know, you, you know, another good strategy, too, for marketing is just to, you know, rotate the profile pictures. I haven't done it, but I've seen people do it. I know it's, it's you know, you throw on your wicked bone ape for a week and start following people engaging with that community and then going to dead fellows and like it's just a way to kind of connect um because if you just show one profile picture it kind of like kind of isolates you a little bit but yep. i still have yet to change it because I, I don't roll that way i just 
I'm in that gang right now. (laughs) I try to find a balance because I have to promote the show. It's like what you're talking about. Like I have to promote the show so that people see me on the timeline and see that I actually have like, like the podcast isn't a a Jeevil's podcast. It's not like, so I have to, I have to remind them sometimes. So I'll pop the artwork up every once in a while. But, but then otherwise, um, that's the one thing I've said is like, I'll never sell my profile picture spot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say like they'll rent it out or they'll, you know, contact whatever. That's not me. Like I'm like, I'll, I'll do the ads and the promos and stuff on the show, but I'm not going to do the, um, the other shit. Like I'm not going to do the profile picture. Yeah, or whatever, no. Cause to and, me, that's, yeah. that's me. And with the, you know, like if the like community even asks for that, right? Like I don't fuck with that. If they ask, like, I, I love it. I'm in the lazy lines. I, I'm proud to own one, but I'm not going to change it to my profile picture just to, you know, get the four badges on the site or however it works. It's right. just not how it works for me. I respect it. Um, Mike, I appreciate you taking time to, uh, to stop by. Um, if you can stick around when we, uh, when we get out of here, just cause the files got to save and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no worries. Um, but, uh, go ahead and let the people know where they can get a hold of you, follow you, um, check out your work, all that good stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, well, first off, thanks for having me on here. This was, you know, first time I've spoken. I haven't even had the Twitter spaces break yet. Um, so it's my first podcast. So just wanted to thank you for giving me the opportunity, you know, your real one. Um, and then, yeah, you know, follow me definitely on the Twitter side of things is where I'm most active. And uh, most of my projects are on Rarible. It's where I usually drop everything. I'm still true to that platform. Uh, I don't know if, you know, most people that I talk to don't know that they can go and connect their wallet over to Rarible. It's the same thing from OpenSeas. I don't know how, you know, people don't know that yet, but they should. But yeah, yep. just, you know, head on over there and always just check out, you know, I'm always dropping something new every like, you know, week or two. And then, um, you know, I have one edition that's an edition of 420 and I priced it at just $20 back in the day. Now it's up to 30 because that's what eats at. But, um, you know, I, I want to use this one as a ticket to, you know, future giveaways and just events and things that I'm going to try to sign up for and airdrop. So, you know, definitely check out Praise Be the Highest, which is uh, my staple collectible in the, the, the Burning Bush collection. And yeah, bro, thanks for having me. And then, yeah, Denzel, it was a pleasure being on here with you as well, bro. Even if, even if he can't hear you or you can't hear him or whatever the hell's going on at this point. Yeah, I feel you, bro. It's still nice You're talking to you. Oh, Denzel, he can hear you. He just said it was nice I, talking to you. Oh, I can hear him. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I yeah. get it now. Um, Denzel, uh, real quick, uh, before you tell them where they, they can't find you, I just want to say um, for anybody listening, uh, go out and check out CushyDreams.com. Um, Cushy Dreams is a, uh, is a CBD that you can uh, pick up. It's a high-quality CBD. Um, they have pre-rolls and uh, there's gummies and all that kind of stuff. Um, they have smell proof and discreet packaging, uh, 100% uh, guaranteed delivery. And, uh, and it's lab tested for compliance. So if you're sitting home and you're buying NFTs and stuff like that and you want to smoke something but you can't smoke the weed, um, this would be a good option for you. Uh, so you can check those out. They have different, uh, different brands, um, or different, uh, types, relax, dream, energy, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so go over check them out at cushydreams.com and you can use the, uh, the coupon code, uh, four things for 20% off your order. So, uh, so yeah, go and do that. Um, D, uh, tell them where they can not get a hold of you or whatever. All right. Uh, you cannot get a hold of me at at Beanie Maxi on Twitter. <laughs> not not Beanie Maxi. No, no, no. That's not your name. No, the the the, the Denzel one. Oh, oh. Um, you can follow me at Denzel on there Twitter. Yeah. And uh, 
pretty much everything's there. There's some I don't... <laughs> shitty NFTs you could buy in the links and the bio and whatnot. That's I just want to. I just want to point out. I don't know what it is, but you have like this Darth Vader effect on your mic, where like it sounds like you're like you have you hear it right, Mike? You know what I'm talking <laughs> I heard about? It before I like can't wait to hear the outro now. And Ted's like, like <laughs> it, it, we get to the point now at this with this show where like again everything's just on the fly. I just make it part of the show. So like when he started, I wasn't going to be like, oh, we got to figure out what's going on with your mic, blah blah blah. I was just like. All right, this should be fun. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it sounds like you've been talking in a cryogenic chamber this entire episode. I have no idea why, but it's it's really funny though. It's very Star Warsy. He definitely so has his mask on. That's why. Oh, uh, what's that, Mike? He's got the ski mask on. That's why. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. The, is that it? He's got the mask on. <laughs> So, uh, so anyways, um, everybody that's listening, you can check out, uh, at four things podcast on Twitter, um, four things podcast at gmail.com. If you, uh, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, uh, promo ads, uh, any of that stuff, um, I'm very transparent. I'll tell everybody exactly, uh, how I feel about your product and why, but, um, that's how I do. Like that's the, that's the style of what we do around here. So if you're interested, hit me up. Um, you can go back and check out the other shows. Just did a great segment with Bit Martians um, the other day. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to them or shout out to him, uh, Bradley. Um, that was a dope ass segment. Like that's uh, that's one you should definitely go back and listen to. Uh, then we had the first uh, the first episode of season three with uh, with Dan Verno, uh, Danny Ukes, and um, that was another solid one, man. So we got another one coming up for you soon. Uh, I'm not going to say who the guest is. I, there's a couple people that, that are kind of they're kind of up in the air juggling right now. So um, when we know, uh, you'll see it, but that'll be uh, this week. We're looking at at least one episode this week, uh, possibly even two, maybe even three. Who knows? I told you guys, lots of content, lots. Um, I appreciate you again uh, for, for coming through and checking out what we got going on here, and uh, we'll see you guys again real soon. Uh, peace out, everybody. Trust the problem.